So this is almost like a continuation of last week um, where uh, we talked about, um, you know, that, yes, we saw God do miracles. Yes, we saw God do great things with parting the Red Sea and delivering Israel and everybody's happy and everybody's, you know, joyous and it's all good. And yes, we're finally free. But then after that, it said that, that, that then Moses had to lead them somewhere else, that it was still time to go and that we can't be too complacent uh, in a place even where God did big miracles we still have to move forward and still have to move on and still have to move towards what God has for us because God doesn't take us from here just to place us in the middle, in an in-between space, but he takes us from somewhere to take us to somewhere. And it's dealing with the in-between space that we have to make sure that we listen to the, the, the voice of God, that we move when God tells us to move, that we continue this onward progression, this, 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 this uh, motion of moving forward and being in a habit of always moving forward, always moving towards what God has for us, as opposed to staying stagnant, as opposed to staying idle, that there's always a movement forward. And the interesting thing about this whole thing, uh, piggybacking on last week, when it comes to moving forward, and when it comes to uh, uh, not being complacent where, where, where God might have done some great miracles in your life and where God may have done some wonderful things, um, you know, uh, there, there comes the urge to kind of be complacent, to think that this thing that God did for me is what God had for me, and that's it. But no, 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 no. There's way more, and that there's this continual moving forward, and that's kind of like what we were at last week. And we're going to discuss that and talk a little bit about that even more in depth uh, a little bit this week with a story that I think most people are familiar with. If you've been in church or ever been to Sunday school or um, ever heard uh, any of these stories, um, you, uh, hey, hey, Ma, good morning. Hey, good morning to you, too. Well, you've probably heard uh, uh, this one before, and we're going to uh, talk about it from a standpoint of, of being ready to move when God says move, okay? Then, listen, not having to second guess it, not having to, you know, it's so funny the things we decide to pray on, but when we hear God's voice, all of a sudden, I got to wait, I got to pray, I got to meditate, I got to figure it, but it's like, no, 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 when God says move, sometimes we've got to move right then uh, and there, despite whatever the circumstances is. Watch this, whether the circumstances are are detrimental or bad or, or, or the circumstances seem to hold you back more uh, or, or, or would dictate that you should wait or whether the situation is great. You know what I mean? Because sometimes nothing can make us more complacent than a good situation. Nothing can make us think that we don't have to move, nothing has to change than everything being okay. Hey, Charmaine, good morning. Good morning, Steve. You know what I mean? And so, and so we want to make sure that we're, that we're cognizant of when God is speaking and what God is saying that we move when God says move. So I want to go to Matthew 14, 22. We probably have talked about this uh, before in a different situation. As a matter of fact, I use this as one of the examples when we were in our series, things I need to let go of uh, if I'm going to move forward. Uh, uh, but it's so funny how this was more than a year ago when we did this. Hey, Crystal, this was more than a year ago when we did this, but God had us in this season of release and this season of moving forward to where it, it applies even now more than ever. So we're going to go Matthew 14, uh, 22, 34. Um, uh, uh, and, 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 and we'll read from there. Here we go. I'm reading NLT. Um, it says, immediately after Jesus, after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross over to the other side of the lake while he sent uh, the people home. After sending them home, he went into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was alone. Here we go. Watch this. Meanwhile, the disciples were in, a tr uh, were in trouble far away from the land. A strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came towards them 
Here we go, y'all. Walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, is it a ghost? Now watch this. But Jesus spoke to them at once saying, don't be afraid. He said, take courage. I am here. All right, 28. Then Peter called out to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Verse 29. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over to uh, the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? Interesting that when he looked at the winds and the waves and he began to sink, Jesus said, you had little faith. Why did you doubt me? Okay, now watch this. When they, when they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshiped him. You are really uh, uh, the son of God, they uh, exclaimed. So we'll stop right there at 33. No, we'll, we'll do 34. After they had crossed the lake and landed uh, at uh, Gennesaret, <laughs> when the people recognized Jesus, the news of his arrival spread quickly throughout the whole area, and soon people were bringing all their sick to him to what? To be healed. Okay, here we go. So we're talking about hearing the voice of God and moving out despite what you, despite what we hear, uh, despite what we see and despite what we feel, uh, that when it's time to move, like we saw with Moses last week, that yes, he split the Red Sea. Yes, they cross over. They saw the enemies uh, 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 get drowned in the sea and it was a great victory. They're finally free, but then it was time to move forward. And we're in this mode now when we're in our release, we're in our speaking through faith and speaking our authority and speaking from the word of God, that, that God has a forward and an ahead and a new and, and, and more for every single person uh, on this call, every single person attached to impact, that there's a, there is a moving away from things that were, that we're in right now. And that's the season that we're in. And, 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 and here's the situation right here where we read the, from, from, from uh, the scripture is that, is that, is that there is a, there's a, a familiarity, there is a comfort, there is an ease uh, that God is starting to pull us away from, okay? And that's what this boat here in the situation with Peter represents. Watch this. These guys were used to being on boats. Not only used to being on boats, they were used to being on boats even when the weather was stormy. I mean, we can read back in Matthew 8, 23, when there was a storm and they were afraid and they asked Jesus to calm it. But they've been in boats before with storms. And Jesus has calmed the, calmed the storm before. And so even when we're in our situations and we're familiar and we're comfortable with, with, with things, there's, there, there's even a comfort level with dysfunction or a comfort level with storms or a comfort level with things not always having to be right that we can have. And that's a good thing. We shouldn't always be shaken just because everything is not going right or, or things are going wrong. I say, you might it is true. But, but, what, 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 but, but what happens when everything is going wrong or there seems to be some turbulence and God is calling you from a place of comfort, a place of being familiar, a place of ease, right? Even if it, your place of comfort is in the middle of dysfunction, and it, but it's the dysfunction that you know, but he's calling you from that to something else, okay? Now watch this. Who knows what your boat is, whatever that comfortable place, whatever that comfortable, familiar thing that you do, the thing that you know you do, the thing that you know like the back of your hand, the thing that's always been there for you, the move of God that God had for you in one season of your life. That's what that whole thing represents. And, and, and it could be spiritually. Watch this. It could be physically. It can be mentally. It can be relationships. There are so many different boats that we 
that we that that we sail in in our life and that we use in our life these places that are familiar these places that are comfortable these places that are easy these places that 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 we are used to with the same people in that same boat and what happens when 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 Jesus when God is calling you, that's right, Ma, the, the boat is safe. What happens then when God is necessarily calling you from a place that was familiar, a place that you were used to, a place where you found comfort, a place where you found rest, a place where you found ease, but God is calling you from that place out to where he is. Come on, because what happens when God puts you in that safe place? Because don't forget, Jesus told them to go on the boat. Please don't forget, Jesus told them, go to this boat, go to the other side. So Jesus told them to get in the boat and go. And so there may have been a point in time in your life where Jesus told you to what? Get in that boat and go. But what happens when you're in that boat and you're going, but now he is calling you out of the same boat he told you to get in? Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> All right. So now what happens? That's right. That's right. You like, right, you like this uh, can't be God. Yeah, that's right. Ma. Sometimes we like this can't be God because I'm not comfortable. But what happens when God calls you out of comfort? You're absolutely right. Ma. Check this out. So Jesus told them, here we go. Matthew 14 told them, get in the boat and go to the other side. But the same Jesus that told them to get in the boat, watch this, called Peter to get out of the same boat that he called him in. It's understanding that we have to keep ourselves in tune to hearing the word of God and hearing the voice of God as it applies to you individually. Because he told all of them to get in the boat, but he only told Peter to come out the boat because Peter was the one who said, if that's you, call me. And there's a thing inside of us that sometimes we see these things in our life and it may make us uncomfortable. It may make us afraid. It may make us scared, but it's saying, listen, I see where you're calling me, God. And if this is you calling me, come on and tell me to come and I'll come. Now here's the thing. Peter said, Lord, if that's you, tell me, come. Now what did Jesus say? He didn't tell him to pray. He didn't ask him to go get confirmation. He didn't do any of the stuff that we always do to do. Jesus just told him, come on. You need, listen, point number, point, number, uh, uh, point number one was what represents our boat, right? What is that thing that makes us comfortable? What is that thing that we're familiar with? What is that thing that maybe was God's move and God's direction at one point in our life, but God is now calling us out of it? That's self-examination. I can't tell you what your boat is. You know what your boat is. God will, will show you what your boat is. I don't know what that is. But when, so that's point number one. What is the thing that God may have even called us to at one point or one thing that is comfortable, but he is now calling us out of? OK, now, point number two, point number two is you need to be careful what you ask for. It is so easy to pray. God, give me this. God, show me this. God, lead me. God, direct me. But what happens when you pray? God, show me what's next. God, point me to what's next. God, pull me into what is next. And then God says, OK, come on. What if he gives you what you prayed for? But what you prayed for means you now have to step out of what was comfortable, out of what was familiar, and get out on the water. What happens then? Because sometimes it's easy to say, I'm praying for my next God. I'm praying for what's coming up next. I'm praying for that next level. I'm praying for the new. I'm praying for moving forward. I want to move ahead. I don't want to be stuck here forever. But then when God says, okay, you don't want to be stuck here forever? Okay, well, I'm not holding you here. You need to get out the boat. That's another thing. That's point number three. Peter didn't need any help getting out the boat. He got out the boat himself. And sometimes we need to do that. We think everything else is holding us in this boat. God's like, you want to move forward? You want new and you want the next? I'm not holding you here. The Bible says that who, the, who, who the son has set free, he is free indeed. There is nothing holding you in that boat. You are in the boat because you won't step out of the boat. 
we are all in that boat because we won't step out of the boat. So Jesus doesn't tell him, okay, I'm going to release you. Okay, I'm going to unchain you. Okay, I'm going to allow you to come out. No, Jesus just says, come, because he was already free to get out the boat. The only thing that was holding him in the boat was what? Was fear. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. This, this ain't even going to take long this morning, y'all. I think, I think most of y'all already got this. Watch this. Watch this. This is not a lesson on faith. Right? Because we say, well, Peter had the faith to step out the boat. No, no. Yeah, Peter asked him, if that's you, tell me to come. He said, come. It was about obedience. It was about obedience. It was about hearing God and obeying what Jesus told him to do right then and there in that moment. That's point number four, y'all, that the whole point of this message is all about obedience. Remember, we talked about the fact that if we're going to move from one place to the next, we talked about last week, how I'm in this place here and God has pulled me from something to take me to something. But a lot of our time is spent in the in-between space where I'm not where I was, but I'm definitely not where I, where I need to be, but I'm in this in-between space. And if I'm going to be in this in-between space, I need to be sensitive to the voice of God and to the, and to, and to the, and to the leading of the Holy Spirit. But watch this. What good is it if I hear the voice of God? What good is it if I hear and feel the leading of the Holy Spirit, but I do not obey? What good is it if I'm in this boat and I'm in the storm, like we hear on Matthew 14, and God is calling me out of it, and I hear him saying, come, but I stay inside the boat? Come on, y'all. Come on, come on. So you heard this word come, right? We're, we're, we're hearing this, 14, uh, where were we, 14, 22, right? Now, now, now understand this, Peter wasn't the only one inside the boat. He wasn't the only one, he wasn't the only one experiencing the storm. He wasn't even the only one who saw Jesus walking on the water. They all did. However, there was something in him that asked him, if that's you, call me to come. And he said, come. Now watch this. Not everybody, here's, here's, here's point number five. I think one point number five. If I'm missing numbers, y'all, just, 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 just write it in the comment section. Uh, point number five, not everybody is meant to get out of the boat, okay? Watch this. Not, not everybody is meant to leave the places that you got to leave. Now, that's mentally, that's, that's, that's physically, that's spiritually, that's relationships. Not everybody is meant to leave that place that you got to leave. Sometimes it's about you leaving. Sometimes you have to go. Sometimes mentally, sometimes physically, sometimes, I see you, I see you, Jay. Sometimes mentally, sometimes physically, sometimes I got to get a different headspace. Sometimes it's around different circles. Sometimes people are meant to stay exactly in the boat, right where they were, but I'm the one that's got to go, okay? Now, here's the thing, though. When I realize that not everybody is meant to leave, that means I cannot wait and I cannot hesitate for you to come with me. I can't. I can't. Listen, sometimes we wasted so much time because we're waiting on somebody else to come with us. I see you, Ma. Yeah, we're trying, to, we're trying to bring people with us. And sometimes we can't. I cannot hesitate. I can't. Listen, I cannot uh, uh, leave and cannot do without the things that I know that God is calling me to because I'm worried about you not receiving it and not being cool with it or being upset or, or you're not ready to get out the boat. Or, you know, it's like I have to leave this boat. And if you can't come, that's fine. Not everybody's meant to get out the boat. Understand this. And, and you're right, Jay. Yeah, some people try to keep you in the boat. They may try to tell you, that's a ghost. We don't know who that is. You need to stay in the boat. I can't listen to you because there's only, and, 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 and that's another point right there. Actually, we go to the next point is that we need to stop waiting for approval. We've got to stop waiting for validation. We have to stop waiting for people to give us the okay to get out of the boat. The only, the only word that's important to me regarding getting out of the boat or not is whether Jesus says come or not. If he says come 
and, and get out this vote, then it doesn't matter to me what anyone else's validation or anyone else's approval. I don't need to get the okay from anybody else. The only persons whose word uh, is important enough to get me to get out of the boat, watch this. I can't even get out the boat because somebody else telling me to get out the boat. I need to get out the boat because Jesus says what? Says, come. Here's another thing we have to realize, especially when we start getting out these boats and we start doing things. We have to operate in grace and love and understanding because we also can't criticize those who aren't called to get out of the boat. Just because God told me to come, just because Peter told me to come, I can't get mad at everybody else because they're staying in the boat. He didn't tell them to come. They belong right there in that boat because it would be a horrible story for someone to step out of that boat when God didn't call them to get out of there, okay? He told Peter to come. And so I can't judge that. Jesus told Peter to come out the boat, not everybody else. And so I can't be mad at friends and I can't be mad at family just because they're staying in the boat. They're staying in what's familiar. They're staying in what they've done before. That's where they belong. That's what they're doing. Not me, I've been called out, but I also can't pass judgment on you just because you're staying there because I'd much rather you stay there if God didn't call you out than you try to come out here with me because you want to follow me. Don't follow me. You need to follow what God is telling you uh, to follow. Another thing, it's very interesting that when they were all terrified, all in the same place, they all saw Jesus. Peter's the one who asked. Peter left the boat and the rest of them were left in there. Understand this, that there are all, don't look to be the majority in anything. There's always going to be more people in the boat than people who are out the boat, okay? So don't expect a whole bunch of people on your side. Don't expect every single move you make or these decisions to get out the boat is going to be popular. Don't, sometimes you don't need to ask for, for your friends, you know, or everybody's, you know, opinion. Like, well, I'm going to ask my five closest friends and whatever the, 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 the census is with them or whatever the majority says that, that's what I'm going to do. Because the Bible does say, you know, in the company of, of many, is, uh, there's wisdom in the, in the company of many, right? But at the same time, when Jesus says come, right, it doesn't matter what anyone else in that boat says, you need to step out and you need to move. And, and listen, it may be scary. It may be something you've never done before. Uh, but at the same time, am I going to stay in this boat? Because the enemy would have us think that with the situation going on, that I'm safer staying in the boat than I am listening to what God says. Okay, watch this. What the enemy wants us to believe is that there's more security, there's more safety, that, they, that, 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 that my life would be better off staying in this place where I am, not taking a chance, than I would be obeying and listening to the voice of God, okay? Now watch this. We got to keep moving. Uh, uh, 14, uh, 1422. Uh, that's where we started. Let's go to, let's go to 14, um, uh, uh, 28. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, Tell me, to, uh, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Jesus then says, yes, come, right? Now watch this. So Peter went over the side of the boat. Now remember, there was nothing holding Peter back. You know, God is telling us to come and move forward. There's literally nothing holding you back from this day, from right now, starting to move in the direction where you feel the spirit of God pulling you, okay? So Jesus didn't say, all right, well, here's what we got to do now in order to get the boat. You got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do this, you got to See, religion makes the list. Okay, you want to follow God, you want to walk on the water, here's what you got to do. Do this, do that, do this, do that. Then we're going to go to phase two. You got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do this. No, no, Jesus just told him to get out of the boat. There's nothing holding you back. For moving forward and what God wants you to move. All you have to do is do what Peter did when it says Peter went over the uh, side of the boat and walked on the water. Amen. Okay, here we go. Towards Jesus. Now watch this. But when he saw the strong wind uh, and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink and said, save me, Lord, he shouted. Now watch this. 
Watch this. Here we go. So let's just talk a little bit about Peter walking on the water, right? And then, and then he says, save me, Lord. Uh, and then Jesus reached out uh, and, and grabbed him. Now, he, he, here's, here's one thing. So Peter began to walk on the water. For whatever reason, the Bible doesn't specifically say how far Peter walked. The Bible doesn't say that he took two or three steps and then he started to sink. It doesn't say that he, that he went a mile. It just, what we do know is that he walked far enough to where when he was in trouble, the only thing he could do was to call out to Jesus, okay? Now watch this. How many times when we're in trouble do we reach back to that stuff that we know? Do we reach back to the stuff that's familiar? That we reach back to the stuff that's closest to us, the thing that can save us. Now watch this. It didn't say how far he walked, but it is obvious in the fact that he didn't reach back for the boat, that he walked too far to try to turn back to go to the boat when he was in trouble, okay? Now watch this. Some of us needs to be encouraged today that you have walked too far away from that boat for you to try to turn back and reach to the boat in time that you're in trouble, okay? Listen, some of you have been walking on water and you're in this whole new space and you're trying to figure things out and all you know is that God told you to come. And maybe you're not even there at the point yet. Maybe you're still in the boat and you're thinking about stepping out because you're hearing this message. What you've got to understand is, is that as you begin to walk this thing out and as you begin to live in faith and as you begin to go, you're going to get to a point, watch this, to where you're too far and God has brought you too far along for you to start thinking about going back to the same comfort, to the same familiarity, to the same boat that he called you out of, okay? We, we got to make up, and this is like the fourth week in a row where we've, we've had this kind of this, this kind of moment here where we talk about our minds being made up. I have to make up in my mind that no matter what trouble I find myself in, that no matter how unsure things get, no matter how terrified as Peter was, no matter how afraid I am of what's going on, that I am going too far to go back that I cannot go back, that no matter what happens to me out here, okay, listen, I, I, he brought me from this place to take me to this place. Now, whatever goes on in between, I'm not going back to where he brought me from, okay? Listen, we have to make up in our mind that I am not going back. We don't know how much Peter, how far Peter went. We just know he went far enough to where when he started to sink, he couldn't reach back to the boat. So that shows me that he must have stepped far at least far away from the boat the way he couldn't go back to where it was safer just to call out to Jesus. Amen. Okay, now, 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 now here we go. Here we go. Watch this. Now, the, the conditions, watch this, got him unfocused on Jesus, uh, and he began to sink. Now, 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 look, watch this. He still looked to Jesus and knew where to go for help, okay? Listen, we can get on Peter all we want to, and we can rag on Peter like, oh, you know, Peter's faith failed him, and Peter should have stayed focused. Peter, that's easy to say, but how many times do we get unfocused? How many times do our eyes get off Jesus? How many times do we look at the situation? How many times do we get upset in our spirit because we see things that are happening around us? That happens all the time. And that happens to me. That happens to all of us. But what's funny is, is that even though he got unfocused and began to sink, he still knew where to go for help. Listen, y'all, we cannot forget that Jesus is the, is the place for us to go for help. And what the Bible says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from which cometh my help. My help comes from who? From the Lord. Listen, listen, when things go crazy and when I get unfocused, at least I know that I need to fix my eyes back on Jesus and call out for help. Now watch this. Now watch this. He says, he says, save me, Lord. Verse 31, Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said, why did you doubt me? It's interesting that Jesus said, you have so little faith. He says, why did you doubt me? Jesus turned this whole thing into the fact that even though the storms came, I hear you, I, 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 see, I see you, Jay. 
I, I needed this too. Listen, that even though the storm came, even though the winds came, even though things got crazy and you got terrified, he says, still do not doubt me. He said, why do you have so little faith? Why do you doubt me? It was never about the storm. Watch this. It was never even about the boat. It was never even about walking on the, uh, uh, on the water. It was all about where was his trust? Where was his faith? And if he did not doubt Jesus, that you called me out to this. Listen, sometimes it's not going to be easy. It's going to be rocky. It's going to be tough. But we cannot doubt. Remember, we talked about this last week, that I cannot doubt that I'm on the right path just because the right path gets rough. Come on, y'all. Listen, I cannot get, I cannot start doubting the fact that God called me out here simply because the path he called me out on starts to get rough. Yes, I'm on the right track, and yes, it's rough, but I, I look to the hills from which cometh my help, and my help comes from the Lord, and my eyes are fixed on Jesus. And even when I start to, uh, to, to sink, I know exactly who to call. Come on, somebody. I know exactly which name to call. I'm going to call on the name of Jesus, okay? Now, watch this. It says, Jesus, watch this, then reaches out, right, and saves Peter. Here's what's interesting. Jesus didn't calm the storm in that moment, even though he could have. We can go back to, watch this, we can go back to Matthew 8. If you go back to Matthew 8, uh, 23, um, uh, uh, you know, I'm, we might as well read it. Uh, Matthew, 20, uh, uh, Matthew 8, 23, it says, then Jesus got into the boat. This is a different story, okay? And started across the lake with the disciples. Suddenly, a fierce, a fierce storm struck the lake with the waves breaking into the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, shouting, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. Jesus responded, why are you afraid? Why you have so, uh, you have so little faith? Don't forget, this is the same thing he said to Peter. Like, why do you have such little faith? Uh, then he got up and rebuked the wind and waves, and suddenly there was a great calm. The disciples were amazed. Who is this man? They, uh, they asked. Even the winds and the waves obey him. Now don't, so, so Jesus could have calmed the storm like he did before. He's done that before. But what he did was instead of calming the storm, he just rescued Peter while the storm was still going on. Come on, y'all. Listen, yes, what manner of man is it that wins and ways away? Don't forget that the Bible says that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God, that he was present and speaking even in the beginning. Listen, the winds and the waves and the water, they are used to obeying the word of God because he did it in the beginning and he spoke to them and they've been obeying his word ever since. So all he's got to do is speak to them and they're going to obey. He has authority over it, right? And so we've seen that. But watch this. Instead of calming the storm and, 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 uh, and helping Peter now, way he literally just reached out come on y'all and grabbed peter and saved him that way that sometimes god's salvation is not going to come by situations being easy sometimes it's not going to come by him stopping what you're going through sometimes the salvation of god in your life is going to come by him by him reaching out and being your help in the middle of the storm and in the middle of everything staying the same Amen. That he may, sometimes we got to stop looking for God to come and for God to save us. And, and that meaning that he's going to change everything. Sometimes what has to happen is he changes us and he changes our location and he leaves things. Watch this, kind of the same. Watch this. Peter didn't need to be delivered from the storm. Peter needed to be delivered from himself. Peter needs to be delivered from his own disbelief, from his own self-doubt, from his own getting unfocused. Peter, listen, 
he walked on the water while it was storming. So he was it, obviously what the storm wasn't the issue. The Jesus didn't have to stop that. He had to rescue Peter from himself. And sometimes that needs to be the main focus of our prayers. We need to stop sometime praying so much that God changes the situation. And we need to pray that God, I need you to shine bright like a light in me through this situation, Lord. Let, let, let me resemble God here on earth while I'm going through this very situation, amen? And, and, and that's what he did for Peter. He says, you have so little faith, why did you doubt me? He says, then they climbed back into the boat and then the wind stopped. Then he, got, he, he reached out, watch this, and here's the thing about reaching out too, is that we don't know how far he was from Peter, but um, from the boat, but I will tell you this, he was obviously close to Jesus. Anything that's within your reach is clearly close to you, right? And so Peter seemed to have given up or have got distracted when he was closest to Jesus. And we have to keep that in focus and we have to keep that in mind that we cannot give up because sometimes we're so close to where we need to be and we're so close to where God is calling us to and we're so close to getting to where God is, as, as, where God wants to place us, but then we get distracted when we're at our closest. And let me tell you something, because I've been doing, battling with this for the last like month, it seems. Like the moment, like, 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 like attacks and just different distractions and things will come out of nowhere. Just bam, here's another one. Bam, here's another one. Bam, here's this. Bam, here's that. That stuff happens because you're so close to where God wants you to be that the enemy will try anything to get you distracted, that he will try anything to get your mind off of Jesus, that he will try anything to get your, your mind off focus so that this way you're not focused anymore and you will begin to sink. But we have to remember that when he called out to Jesus, he was as close to Jesus as reach, as an arm length, that all Jesus had to do. Now, remember, this is Jesus. Miracles is what he does. He could have just transported Peter and himself back into the boat. He could have rushed over to Peter and grabbed him up. But all he had to do was reach out. That some of us are so close. Do not give up. Do not get distracted. Do not get dismayed. Do not quit. Do not stop. Keep praying. And whatever you do in your spirit, just reach out as far as you can, okay? Reach out because you're closer than you think you are. And it may feel, watch this, it may feel like you're far apart because of all the distractions. Do not let the distractions that are on the outside, and watch this, do not let the distractions on the inside of you stop you. Because it's easy for me to look out and say, yeah, Charmaine's distracting me. And so is Crystal. And Sierra's distracting me. And then, you know, Karen's distracting me. And all this stuff. And, and blame everything on the outside. But watch this. Peter's faith and, and, and all the doubt, that didn't start on the outside. Remember, it had been storming. So the storm was already there. It was the inner distraction. It was the inner failure. It was his faith inside. Remember what Jesus told Peter, that the enemy decided, the desire to sift you as weak, but I've prayed that your faith fails not. That it is the inner uh, 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 defeat. It is the inner distraction. It is the things inside of us that cause us to look this way and look that way and look this way that will cause us to sink. It never was the storm for Peter because it was storming when they was in a boat. It was storming when he saw Jesus. It was storming when he, when he stepped out of the boat. And it was storming when Peter began to walk on the water. So it was nothing about the outside distractions. It was once the inner thing started to fail, that's when he started, that's when the outer stuff had started to have an effect. That the outer distractions and these outer things inside of you will only have an effect the moment you let the inner thing slip. 
Come on, y'all. The moment you let the inner thing slip. And so, and so, and so as long as I am focused and as long as I am, am prayed up and as long as I am building up my faith and I'm practicing my faith on the inside, right? As long as I have this thing on the inside and I'm following the inner leading of the Holy Spirit, it doesn't matter what the distractions are doing outside. I see that, Ma. This is a good word this morning. You might say it is too. Listen, that as long, as long as I'm following this thing on the inside, as long as I'm following the leading of the Holy Spirit inside of me, the distractions won't matter. The seeds can be, listen, this, watch this. You could sink walking on water even if there wasn't a storm. Come on, y'all. The fact that he walked the, the storm doesn't make it any more of a miracle that Jesus is walking on the water, or even more divine. The fact that he was just doing it, period. It, it could be storming. Listen, it could, it could be calm. It could be, you know, sunshine, blue skies, and, the, and, and, and calm waves. It doesn't make it more miraculous. The fact that he, it was a storm, it's, it was all miraculous. It's, I mean, it was like, wait a minute. He's walking on water. So the storm is irrelevant. It's the end. Listen, it is following the inner lead of the Holy Spirit, y'all. And that's what we have to make sure that we are in the, in, in the mindset to do. We got to make sure that, 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 that we are sure that when, it is, that when it is Jesus saying, come forward, that we move and that we obey and that we walk in faith right? And that we keep that focus, that inner focus. Listen, everybody can't get off the boat with you. Uh, but listen, you, you, may, you, may, you may not even be called to get off the boat, but I got to go. I have to get off the boat. I'm not judging you for staying on the boat because I'd rather you stay in the boat if God ain't called you out the boat. But when he calls you out, I have to go. Doesn't matter who goes with me. I ain't judging you for not going. I just got to go. But when I go, I have to be focused on the inside. I've got to let that in. I've got to be following the Holy Spirit. And I've got to know that I know that I know that the path that I'm on is right, even though things around me are going wrong. And the, and the things that are around me have nothing to do with anything. Because Jesus said, why did you doubt me? It had everything to do with Peter's uh, faith failing and him starting to doubt. Because of the inner thing started to fail first, then it may manifest on the outward. But he was close. And he knew who to call. And that's another thing that we have to remember that we don't get everything perfect. We don't get things right all the time. And that when we do fail and when we do feel ourselves starting to sink, we have to know who to call and we have to know where to reach. Amen. And we have to reach out and we have to call out to Jesus. All right. So don't, don't, so, so, so that was in Matthew 14, uh, 22 through 34. Uh, feel free to read that. Listen back to this. Um, and, 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 and let me tell you, and, and don't, I mean, you can share this, the link with others once it's posted on the bus file page, share it with other people, but then you preach it to somebody else. You, 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 you eternalize it and what it means to you and you preach it to somebody else. You, you make this, this is God's word. So you make this word, God's word that you heard from me, you, you put it in your heart and then you teach it to somebody else uh, because that's, that's what impact is. It's that one-on-one -on -one church. It's, 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 it's discipling one another, it's encouraging one another.